Welcome to the Purpose and Principles podcast. I'm Max Brown, and my guest today is Stephen M. R. Covey, the author of The Speed of Trust. And Stephen, I'm also grateful to say that um, over the years, we've had many opportunities to run into each other, not only at conferences, but in airports all around the world. (laughs) And I'm just very grateful to call you a friend, and I'm grateful that you would join me on the podcast today to talk about The Speed of Trust and what you're doing today uh, to continue to encourage this message around the world. Wow, well, thank you so much, Max. It's great to see you. And uh, this is our new way of seeing each other yeah. on Zoom instead of uh, instead of at airports or we're at conferences together, but uh, great to see you. And I'm inspired by this work that you're doing with, uh, with your Purpose and Principles podcast. Delighted to be on it. And, and I think my message is something that is really timely and relevant for our world today because we're operating increasingly in a low trust world mm. where we can we can see the trust going down all around us almost everywhere we turn you know trust in our society in our institutions in our organizations even relationships and and so you know in a low trust world the danger of that it is that it tends to perpetuate itself mm-hmm. and distrust creates more distrust, people become more careful, cautious, guarded, suspicious, and in turn, people respond back more careful, cautious, guarded, and suspicious. And we can find ourselves perpetuating a vicious downward cycle of distrust and suspicion, creating more distrust and suspicion, and everybody feeling justified in the process. Distrust is contagious. Boy, here's the good news. Yeah, and I'm I'm shaking my head this whole time. You and I can see each other. Please keep going. But I'm just in. Yeah, it's so true. What we're what we're experiencing, what you're describing, is so real for all of us right now. It is so real. It's a kind of reality that we're we're in a vicious downward cycle of distrust and suspicion. And the good news is that in the same way that distrust is is contagious, trust, confidence, also is contagious. And trust and confidence can create more trust and confidence. When people see a model, that model can become a mentor. When people feel trusted, they're inspired by that trust. And they not only give it back to you, they pay it forward. And when people kind of see that there's a better way to lead and operate in this world where you can still get results, but do it in a way that inspires trust, that also is hopeful for people. And we need more of that. We need to consciously counteract the low trust world by giving to people a leader who they can trust, a friend who they can trust, a partner they can trust, and, and be, being the model that can become the mentor and building that trust in our in ourselves, in our relationships, on our teams, ultimately in our cultures, and, and seeing that uh, how trust is built from the inside out. So we've got to counteract that. We need we need uh, each of us is to become a catalyst to bring about high trust in a low trust world. And it's possible. And throughout this podcast, I hopefully will share a couple of thoughts, ideas, tips of how each of us can be such a catalyst to bring about a renaissance of trust in a world of declining trust. That's and the goal. It, uh, well, and I love that. And you've been speaking about this now for many years. And 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 yet when you re-release the book, I read with interest again the book, and I have it tabbed and underlined again, and I've got all my my dog ears on the notes, and and I read it again with just such passion again to remind me of the work that I had read many years ago when when you did this work and and attended your 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 pieces at workshops, and I've heard you speak about these pieces, 
But when you re- released again this time, you said, hey, that in the, in the subtitle, we said, you know, the, the updated edition, the subtitle is the one thing that changes everything, the speed of trust, the one thing that changes everything. And you said, I'm doubling down on that statement. <laughs> and, and it's not just a cliche word. So I want those who, you know, have been inundated with leadership podcasts and lots of material out there to realize when you talk about trust, we're not talking about something just for fun, just because it's another leadership word. You're talking about a defining way of being, aren't you? Absolutely. You've nailed it, Max, that this is who we are and how we lead. And done well, see, when you build that trust, it is a multiplier for everything else that you're trying to do. That's why it's the one thing that changes everything. And you're right about the doubling down. I I, I mean, a humorous anecdote here is when I told my publisher, I wanted the subtitle of the book to be the one, you know, the speed of trust, the one thing that changes everything. They said, you know, okay, then we like that, but are you sure it changes everything? (laughs) And I said, that's right, everything. And, and the data is overwhelming on this. And, and my experience in, in living this and teaching this for the last 15 years is overwhelming. And it's very simple. You increase the trust in any relationship, any team, any culture, any situation, and you can do everything else that you're trying to do better mm-hmm. with greater speed, with lower cost, with greater collaboration, innovation, creativity, inspiration. It all goes up with trust. It doesn't mean that you don't have to do other things. You do, but you do all of those better when you start with trust. And that's why for, for people in leadership, I make the point that trust is the number one competency of leadership needed today. Why? Because it changes every other competency. So let's take, let's just name a couple of those. Collaboration, innovation, engagement. These are all important competencies to have as leaders, right? Mm -hmm. But just try to collaborate without trust. Mm -hmm. At best, you coordinate or maybe cooperate, Mm -hmm. but it is trust that turns mere coordination into true collaboration. It is transformative. And, and, um, And without that trust, we just, coordinate and we leave a lot of value on the table. So today we have all the technology tools needed to collaborate. The real question is whether or not we have the trust needed to collaborate. Because in a very real sense, trust is the ultimate collaboration tool. I could say the same for innovation, Mm -hmm. that innovation flourishes when there is a collision of differences in an environment of trust. Mm -hmm. That's from Robert Porter Lynch, an innovation expert. And when you have high trust and these differences collide, that's where the possibilities are for creativity, innovation. But you've got to have trust. And also it's trust that enables people to take a responsible, calculated risk and even make a mistake and fail and learn and get better. You know, fail fast, fail forward, fail often, but learn faster. You've got to have trust to do that. And then engagement, nothing engages people like being trusted. Nothing disengages people like, like not being trusted. And I could go on and on and on to creating teams, to leading change, and you know, to doing anything you're trying to do, you do better when you start with trust, including building cultures of inclusion. You start with trust, you really value the differences. When there's distrust, people often view differences suspiciously, and in some cases, even divisively. So my point is, it's not that, it, that trust eliminates the need to work on other things. No, 
you need to work on all those things, collaboration, innovation, engagement, teaming, leading change, building inclusion. But if you start with trust, mm -hmm. you'll get a multiplier and accelerating driver for everything else you're trying to do. Plus it also energizes them and inspires them. And that's why it's the one thing that changes everything. That's the premise, the idea, that's the promise, the brand promise of trust. What, what do you say to those who have grown up in a, in a culture of command and control um, or a place where they found, hey, I'm very successful as a leader and they think, you know, I've told everyone what to do and how to do it for many, many years and I've been very successful and I frankly don't want to put um, my own title or my own progression up the, up the food chain, if you will, into risk by trying this new thing that Stephen's telling me about. I know trust is important, but, you know, I'm getting results without it. Yeah, well, I would say... Keep, you know, play that out over time in this new world. Mm -hmm. it, you know, the world is changing right in front of our eyes. We're all witnesses of it. We're all part of it. Yeah. Disruptive technologies. So the nature of the world itself has changed with the technologies, the pace, the amount. It's unprecedented. But also the nature of work itself is changing. Mm -hmm. And both the what, it's service-oriented, interdependent, and the where, work from home, work from anywhere. Mm -hmm. The nature of the workforce is changing with multiple generations and more diversity than ever before. And we have more choices than ever before. So people have options. They can choose where they want to work and with whom, the, you know, the gig economy, all these things. And so if you continue to lead with kind of a command and control style, mm -hmm. even if you kind of update it with more, you know, more in, uh, enlightenment to it, more sophistication, more benevolence, you'll just become increasingly obsolete. Mm -hmm. The growing irrelevance of command and control in a new world. The world has changed. Our style of leadership too often is not. We need a new way to lead in a new world. And so you're going to become obsolete. All of us all become obsolete if we don't lead in a new way. We need a new way to lead in this new world. I call it trust and inspire. Trust and inspire. You trust your people and you inspire them to make a difference, to make to create a, to create value, to make a contribution, you know, meaning, purpose, and contribution. It's what it's all about. And and we need this kind of leadership in this new world. Um, it's the only way you're gonna get the kind of collaboration and innovation to stay relevant mm -hmm. in a changing world. It's the only way you're gonna build the kind of culture that is inspiring to people. It's a magnet to attract and retain, engage and inspire the best people so that we win the war for talent and win in the workplace. You can't command and control your way to that. You got to trust and inspire your way to that. So we got to stay relevant in a changing world. And so maybe like Marshall Goldsmith said, what got you here won't get you to where you need to go. And we need a new way of leading in a new world. Well, I love that. And, you know, I have a business partner who is pen pals with Edwards Deming, who said, you know, we should get fear out of the workplace in the 1950s. And, and, and Deming often said something similar to what you just said, which made me smile. He said, no one has to survive. Like, no one has to survive. But if you want to survive, you have to improve. <laughs> Absolutely. You've <laughs> got to improve. You've got to get better. You've yeah. got to change. Yeah. You've got to stay relevant in, in a world that's changing. You know, we've got to change as faster, faster. In a world that's changing all around us, mm -hmm. and and um, and there's some constants. That's why I love your podcast. The idea of principles mm -hmm. that are constants that are changed less in a changing world. But the the one of the principles is you know continuous improvement, getting better, staying relevant. Yes. And and um, you know and and too often uh, we have we haven't stayed relevant with with in our leadership style. And too often our style gets in the way of our intent. So we need to make sure that we don't let our style get in the way of our intent. We need to 
stay relevant in the way we lead. And we need to model, we need to trust, and we need to inspire. Yeah. That's what's needed in today's world. Well, let, let me read a piece from your book that just really caught me. I, and, and, and there's multiple pieces, but for today, for the sake of today, just a couple pieces here. You, you wrote, unfortunately, the most perishable commodity in a high-change environment is trust. Paradoxically, trust also happens to be the only means by which people can generate the speed, commitment, and inspiration necessary to successfully navigate such rapidly shifting terrain, as we just talked about. Not only are leaders required to respond to the constant change without losing speed, they actually need to get ahead of it. So how do people get ahead of it? What can people do today, having listened to this and they felt like, okay, you know, I've, I've heard it and I'm, I'm, I'm in. 2021 is going to be different for me, hopefully, and I'm, I'm going to make a difference. What can they do today to maybe begin this journey? I would say this. First, recognize that trust is learnable. Mm. It is a skill. It is a competency. It is something that we can do, we can learn, we can create, we can grow, we can expand. And in some cases we can even restore when it's been lost. Mm -hmm. And in fact, we can get good at this. So the paradigm that trust is a learnable skill is important because for many people, that's a paradigm shift. They've, they've often thought of trust as something that you either have or you don't. Kind of like it's either there or it's not. And I'm acknowledging that that's your starting point. But in the same way that you can diminish and lose trust through your behavior, you can also consciously, deliberately create it, grow it, expand it through your behavior. So that's the first thing is recognize that, that you know, I own trust. I can, I, you know, I'm responsible to build trust and I'm not dependent upon other people. It's inside out, not outside in. Mm-hmm. So I look in the mirror, I start with myself and I ask, do I trust myself? Mm-hmm. Do I give to my team a leader who they can trust? Is it smart to trust me? And there I focus on my credibility, my character, my competence. The more credible I am, the better and the faster I can build trust with others. And it gives me the, the clout to the, the, and the courage and the influence to have conversations to help other people. And I become a model mm-hmm. and a model can become a mentor. So always look in the mirror, start with yourself, your own credibility. But then I kind of move out to my behavior and I look, how do I behave or interact with other people? What are my actions? What do they look like? Am I behaving in ways that build trust? Do I talk straight? Do I create transparency? Do I demonstrate respect? Do I clarify expectations? Do I practice accountability, starting with myself, you know, holding myself accountable, modeling it? Do I listen first? Do I keep commitments? Do I extend trust? And that last behavior, extending trust, is so vital because that is what transforms a manager into a leader, the very act of extending trust to other people. So not only should we be trustworthy as leaders through our credibility, through our behavior, we also need to be trusting. And so if you can kind of look in the mirror and say, how credible am I? And how can I increase my credibility around my character and my competence? And then how am I behaving in the ways that build trust, including being trusting? That can help be kind of the catalyst, the, the starting point to becoming that model who they can become the mentor. You build trust from the inside out. And the great news is we don't have to wait on anybody else to do this. It starts with ourselves. To all our listeners out there, we're talking with Stephen M. R. Covey about his, his book, The Speed of Trust, and talking about leaders and how we can actually make this difference. Stephen, for me, rereading your book was so helpful again. 
and and I've done this now. This is my third time through, and so it was. I needed it again because even though I talk about these things in my own work, I can do it better. And I love that it starts with ourselves. I love that it's it begins with us. And so as listeners, instead of projecting this onto someone else, how do we start to begin with ourselves today to be able to make this difference and to be able to help people understand that it's not just about it's not just about relying on others to be trustworthy. It's about us starting with us being trustworthy in order to be able to make that so, right? Absolutely. In fact, if you think that the problem is out there, that very thought is the problem. Yeah. If we think that the distrust problem is because of the boss or the company or whomever, that very thought is the problem. It's not that they might not be part of it. Mm-hmm. It's just that how we'll solve it mm-hmm. will be inside out and rippling out and working in our circle of influence. And so what can we do as individuals and as leaders? Well, I come back to saying, you know, trust is built from the inside out. So imagine a ripple effect metaphor where the drop of water comes down, mm-hmm. the ripples, the waves, they start at the inside and they kind of ripple out from there. The very first wave, the first ripple in the pond is self-trust. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't trust yourself, how are you going to build trust with others? Um, and, and, and how are you going to build trust on a team and in relationships? So self-trust precedes every other kind of trust, but then it ripples out from there to relationship trust, building it one-on-one. And that's how we behave and act with others and demonstrating the caring, the empathy, the compassion as we show that we care with other people and they feel like we care and, and we show that they matter. That builds trust with them. And, and, then, and then we build the trust in, on teams and by giving, creating a sense of belonging. And, 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 uh, and then we build the trust in the organization by creating a sense of purpose. Again, part of your podcast, right? Principles and purpose, a sense of purpose and meaning and contribution so that we can show why our work matters. So why they matter matters is about caring and belonging. Why the work matters is about purpose, meaning, and contribution. And then we ripple out from there, from our organization to the marketplace with customers and partners, suppliers, distributors, stakeholders, all shareholders, all stakeholders. And then we ripple out from there to all of society. So that's five waves of trust, starting with yourself, to your relationship, to your organization, to your partners, to society, inside out. So my main advice is look in the mirror, start with yourself, work on your credibility and your behavior. Two more tips to to really build this trust fast. Declare your intent. That means you share not only what you're doing, but share why you're doing it. Give the why. Be open. Be transparent. Um, Declare your intent. Even declare yourself. I learned that from Doug Conant, the declare yourself idea. He was the former CEO of Campbell's Soup Company. And when he took over, they were in the bottom 10% globally in engagement. Mm -hmm. When he finished his tenure, they were in the top 10%, world-class on engagement. They also flipped in financial financial performance as well. And and, um, the primary thing they used to drive engagement, to have this dramatic turnaround, was the focus on building trust, inspiring trust, they called it. Mm -hmm. And the key principle and practice that Doug said really worked was this idea of Declaring yourself, meaning you're open, you're authentic, you're vulnerable. And as Brene Brown says, that vulnerability builds trust. And so when you declare yourself and declare your intent, instead of a hidden agenda, you have an open agenda, you're transparent. 
people respond to that. They, they see in you authenticity. They see vulnerability that inspires them and they want to reciprocate the trust. There's a risk to do it, but there's a risk not to do it. You build trust so much faster this way. So declare your intent and assume positive intent in others as a starting point. I learned that from Indra Nui, former CEO of PepsiCo, great leader. She said the single greatest learning of her life is to always assume positive intent because of how that changes everything. So declare your intent, assume positive intent. And the last thing I'll say is lead out in extending trust to others. Someone needs to go first, leaders go first. So be the first to trust. You have the first trust or advantage in your wheelhouse as something that you're good at. You're not only trustworthy, you're trusting as a leader, extend trust. That is transformative to any relationship. Now look, I'm not Pollyannish on this, Max. You got to be smart about it. I'm not saying just blindly trust anyone and everyone, regardless of the situation or the context. No, use good judgment. I call it smart trust. Mm -hmm. And you got to assess the situation, the risk, the credibility of the people involved. But find the way, the, the ways to extend trust to people, even if it's in a small domain. And you'll find that the trust will come back to you. People will rise to the occasion. They'll perform better. They'll be inspired by it and they'll pay it forward. And you can create that culture. So be trusting as well as trustworthy. You can get good at this. You can turn this into a strength for you as a leader, for each of us. It's learnable. Yeah, Stephen, thank you for sharing that. You know, Doug Conant for me was a good example as well. I've actually had him on this show and he's become a good friend. And uh, you made me smile when you tell, talked about him because he wrote 30,000 personal thank you cards, handwritten thank you notes as CEO at Campbell's Soup, thanking his people for the work that they had done and that he recognized for what they had done. He recognized, like you said, that this trust is real and it's important. He, he told me once, he said, the problem is, is that a lot of leaders know what they want to get, but they don't know what they're prepared to give. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm like you, I'm friends with Doug and he told me the same thing. Mm -hmm. And that those 30,000 notes is an extraordinary demonstration of caring, mm -hmm. but also of, of uh, empathy and compassion, you know, built into one yep. that shows that I care and I'm willing to demonstrate that I care. It takes a, you know, you pay a price to do that. You do. It, you know, it sounds like a nice little simple thing, but it's in the little things that the, you know, big results are established because people feel cared for, they feel valued, yeah. they feel inspired, they feel trusted and they rise to the occasion and they give it back. And today, you know, we need inspiration. I think it's the new frontier is inspiration. Um, it's beyond engagement. And, and it's what's gonna enable us to, you know, win in the workplace, to attract and retain great people, to win the war for talent, win in the workplace with inspiring people. And the best way to inspire people is you model, you trust, and you also intentionally connect with people like Doug did through caring and belonging and connect to purpose, to meaning, to contribution, to making a difference, to mattering. And when you do that, that inspires. Everyone can inspire us, not just for the charismatic. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's so many pieces I'd love to continue to chat about. I, I am grateful for your time today. Where would people find more information about what you're doing and this message? And then before we close, I'd like to get just your closing thoughts on 
with this body of work that you've now been doing for so many years, and from your background, I mean, you grew up with the father who's been in, was in leadership development as well, and you helped lead that organization at the Covey Center. I mean, you've, 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 you've lived this your entire life. What would you want our listeners to really try to remember in, as you reflect on all this work you've been doing? Well, first of all, you can reach me, contact me um, through uh, uh, speedoftrust.com, mm-hmm. a website. There's also a variety of videos, tools, things you can use that you might find helpful to you in your journey and in your organization and, and helping your organization uh, succeed in the marketplace. So um, uh, speedoftrust.com and then on social media at Stephen M. R. Covey, LinkedIn, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say that uh, in terms of kind of takeaways, I've already hit that trust is inside out, mm-hmm. you know, so start with yourself, your credibility, your behavior, declare your intent, assume positive intent and lead out and extending trust to others. That's kind of start with yourself, mm-hmm. but the, here, here's maybe as you walk away, what I would say to be thinking about your job as a leader is to model is to trust and is to inspire you model. That's who you are. That's your credibility, your behavior, you trust. In other words, you're trusting and you see the potential in people and you inspire them by trusting them, not blindly, smartly with expectations, with accountability, especially in a virtual world right now where, you know, you got to show that your people that you trust them. There's a great chance to gain trust by giving trust. You know, trust is given as well as earned. So you're trusting and then you focus on inspiring people with the idea that everyone can inspire. It's not just a charismatic principle. It's a principle of, of inspiring through um, modeling itself, inspiring through trusting and inspiring through connecting with people, a la Doug Conant, through caring and belonging, connecting to purpose, meaning the contribution, creating the why and what we're doing, why it matters. And you can embed and create meaning, purpose, and contribution into almost any job, into almost any organization. You can get good at this. So model, trust, and inspire. Those are the stewardships of leadership that are needed today. I hope that all of us can remember that and apply it. Stephen, thank you for joining me on the show today. I am so grateful that you would join me on 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 this podcast. And purpose and principles are exactly what we talk about. I appreciate the way you model that and the way you've inspired my life. Uh, and and I, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much, Max. Great to be with you. I appreciate you and the great work you're doing and have done and our relationship through the years and also how you're paying it forward with this uh, uh, Purpose and Principles podcast to give, you know, bring these kind of principles and purpose to our listeners everywhere. So that's very exciting. Well done. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. And I look forward to seeing you again at many new conferences in the future and obviously in the airports. But um, it's just, it's just, I've enjoyed this relationship. I enjoy your message and I really appreciate what you're doing. So to all our listeners out there, thank you for listening to another episode of the Purpose and Principles podcast. Please be safe, be wise, and have a great week.